630 Chad and the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club present the show that is everything Oilers. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex, where oil country shops for printers and office equipment. Service is their business. On Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Our number two, Oilers Now 106 in Edmonton. Bob Stoffer down at Rexall Place. Hockey helps kids taking place today. There's going to be about 1,800 kids here as a uh, initiative that uh, uh, was started with the Cates family and uh, the Oilers Community Foundation, and uh, in several schools in town here, and might be a pilot project that is followed by some other clubs, uh, specifically in Western Canada, in the next few years. Second hour, so they'll be here at Rexall Place at 1:30 today. Uh, lots of activity. The Oilers getting off the ice today around noon. Um, we'll mention Jordan Osterley up from the farm, spent a fair amount of time uh, paired. Uh, I'm just trying to think. He was mostly with Brandon Davidson, so either Clendenning or Osterley to play tomorrow. Might be Osterley getting in as early as tomorrow. He's a left shot, plays the right side. Second hour of Oilers now brought to you by our title sponsor, Digitex, Canada's largest Canada dealership where their main goal is to save you time and money and provide true Alberta service. Check them out at digitex.ca. Digitex now has a massive supplies division where you can find pa- uh, find paper and supplies for all brands of office equipment. We're going to go fully interactive here. We'll open up our phone lines right now, 780-496-0063. You can text us at 630-630. i got a ton of text to get to. I'm going to try to squeeze some in. You can email us at Oilers now at 630Ched.com. It's presented by Holmes by Abby. Um, a couple different themes to today's show. Just finished up a conversation with Mike Johnson. We'll mention Gord Stellick, former GM of the Toronto Maple Leafs. Long time ago, 25 years ago now, but a uh, guy that spent some time in management and spent the last uh, couple decades mostly on the media side will discuss what's going on in Toronto and the uh, form of internal catharsis that that organization's gone through over the course of the last 18 months. Um, Leafs making some deals. Uh, trade deadline a week from Monday. We'll actually be in the air flying to Buffalo in a matchup between Connor McDavid and Jack Eichel. Uh, Sabres, by the way, losing out on Ryan O'Reilly for a while. It's been pretty good for them. He's out three to four weeks, a lower body issue. But uh, on the trade deadline day, the Oilers team itself will be flying to Buffalo. I do know that Oilers, obviously, the, the management team will be staying back here and then flying later into Toronto. Peter Shirelli, the Oilers general manager, is also putting together the uh, U24 team for North America with Stan Bowman, and I think he's in Toronto uh, for uh, an event on the 2nd as well. You can text us at 630-630. Tweet us at Oilers Now. Should mention some guests in Oilers Now receive gift certificates to Japanese Village, the right choice for a celebration of the census, with three convenient locations to serve you, Northgate, Downtown, and South Side. Uh, I, I talked to fans all over the place. I, I know the other day I went into uh, Joey Sherwood uh, to go see uh, Dean uh, Lowry and the, the gang over there. and. Uh, and it's a great store, by the way. Beautiful location, all that. It's a tremendous job. Very busy place. But uh, got a chance to talk to a couple different sets of fans. And, you know, they're exasperated. They're frustrated. And you're seeing a bit of that frustration uh, manifest itself with, with a hockey club. I mean, this has been a, a tough homestand. Uh, it, it's interesting. You, you, you get Connor McDavid back. He's he's performing. Um, you know, Hall and Dry Settle have gone a little bit quiet. The team doesn't have Nugent Hopkins, and they don't have Oscar Clefbaum. I think the Clefbaum injury has been a substantial one that's really affected the overall group. I don't think there's any debate about that in terms of how things have gone so far. But uh, what would you do in terms of how would you address – is it – like, Brendan, do you think it's too simple just to say, well, they they got to trade 
they, they got to find a way to make a deal. I mean, we know Clefbaum's going to come back at some point. He skated again. Uh, he and Nugent Hopkins are skating, but not with the team yet. So they're not close to returning. Uh, it's obvious the owners are going to have to to acquire a defenseman or two to upgrade the defense. What's the best way to do that? Well, I think some sort of big deal needs to happen. I don't think it will happen before the deadline. But in the offseason, it's either you trade the first pick, whether it's first, second, or third, or you trade one of the core players on this team. Something needs to change. So I don't know what it will be. Shrelly has some big decisions to make, but I think a big move is coming. You can text us at 630-630, tweet us at Oilers Now, email us Oilers Now at 630jed.com. Uh, Mickey says, Bob, Brandon Davidson has been good, but can we let him prove it over 100 to 150 games before we start gushing about him to every media member that appears on the show? That one comes to us from Mickey. Well, I, I, I'm not, I, you know, he's a five for me. We're not talking about a top four NHL defenseman. We're not at that stage yet. Um, but... I don't think we've been gushing about him. I think we've been pleasantly surprised that he has been as good as he has been to date. And there's, but we're not talking about a top four NHL defenseman. Let's please stop talking about Justin. Let's talk about our scouts. Well, uh, there were significant changes uh, again made to the scouting staff. Stu uh, McGregor is back being the general manager of the Kamloops Blazers. He is no longer the uh, head scout of the Edmonton Oilers. There's changes on that front, and I think that there will be more changes now that Shirelli's been here for a year. Here we go. Um, cleft bomb again, Bob. You aren't going to get any uh, any uh, better, man. It's like you just don't want to. No, Topher Allen, what I am saying is that Oscar Cleft... Why is it difficult for people to understand that the defenseman that played the most on the team? Think about it. Like, use logic here. If you take away the defenseman that plays the most, is it not feasible that his absence from your lineup is going to affect the fortunes of your club? For the purposes of where this team is at right now, Oscar Clefbaum is unequivocally a top four NHL defenseman. You can text us at 630-630. Bob, with Alex Steen going down uh, to injury, does a deal for Shattenkirk and Brower for Yaklatestu and Schultz make sense? No, it doesn't make sense because Kevin Shattenkirk will not. Kevin Shattenkirk's going to get $7 bucks, and he's going to pick and choose where he's going to go. And I don't see Edmonton as that place for Kevin Shattenkirk. So, um. A text out of Hannah, Bob, the Oilers' inability to score is their greatest problem. They supposedly have talent. Why can't they score? They have challenges getting the puck up to their forwards, and they're not greasy enough around the net. They've got to become more competitive around the goal to score. They've got to become hungrier. There's no question about it, in my opinion. Um, but they've also got to do a better job of transitioning the puck. Power play's got to be better, too. And so one thing I'll say about what Nelson did last year when he came in here is he had him going on late in the year. 780-496-0063. You can tweet us at Oilers Now. Email us, Oilers Now, at 630chad.com. Bob, is it fair to say that I would be embarrassed to be a Canadian if no Canadian makes the team uh, makes the playoffs this year? I don't know, Jesus. I mean, if the Jesus, what, what's the point? 
I mean, does no Canadian teams not making the playoffs make you embarrassed to be Canadian? Really? Come on, man. You know, Canada embarrassing themselves at an international event in a sport or, you know, that might be embarrassing. But seven Canadian teams not making the playoffs in a 30-team NHL, I think there's greater pressure on Canadian teams and Canadian players. This text out of Vermillion, Oscar Clefbaum has only played 107 games out of 246 uh, after the lockout. He is out of the lineup over 50% of the time. An asset that cannot stay healthy is a liability, not an asset. That text is out of Vermillion. Hmm. While there is that argument, I will also make the suggestion that players 22 and under tend to get hurt more. And pretty much... Every hockey person you talk to will validate that. Dave says along the same lines, would you trade Nurse or Clefbaum for Travis Hamannick? Helps out our right side. You can be well assured that the New York Islanders have probably asked for Darnell Nurse for Travis Hamannick. My guess is they have done that. Uh, by the way, Brendan, did you see the report in uh, that came out uh, about... Uh, the fact that the Islanders might be out of the Barclays Center after a year? Well, you've been to that arena, Bob. Watching it on TV is joke. tough enough. It's a joke. It like, is bad. They So the guarantee was $53 bucks per year. Okay? Being there on that Sunday, I have no idea. Knowing what they're charging for tickets, I have no idea how in the hell they're going to make any money, how the Barclays Center makes money when they're giving the Islanders $53 million. And so if it changes and the Islanders don't get the $53 million, and they're back in their old building, are they then looking to trade away higher-priced players for developing prospects? Or, like if the owners drafted 6th through 10th, would you trade that pick for Hamannick? I think I would. If the, if you're talking a 6th through 10 pick, I think I would make that deal. All right, let's go to Jack on line number one. Jack, you're in Oilers now. How are you doing? I'm doing fine, Bob. Uh, just want to bring up a, a suggestion in regards to the defense. That if they go after uh, a couple of free agents that are better than what they presently have, and then draft and develop, I mean, uh, based on what's happened with Nurse, they certainly would be, you know, two years if they can get themselves a good, um, a good draft choice uh, on defense, and then go with their Sakara and and Clefbaum and Nurse and Davidson. And of course, uh, a fifth one in uh, in Griba. It wouldn't take them more than a year at most to get themselves in a position where they can be better and still continue yeah. to to work on their forward lines to get three scoring lines. That will certainly take a hell of a lot of pressure off their defense. So I, I think that if Shirelli just stays the course and gets rid of some of the deadwood like Schultz and Yakupov, uh, you know, they don't do anything. They have one good game every 10 or 15. That's not enough to be a success. That's my opinion. That's based on. Appreciate it, Jack. Thanks for the call. Uh, a couple things. Make no mistake. Uh, Neil Yakupov and Justin Schultz have not produced on the level that the Oilers needed to see them produce at. Uh, to have tremendous success this year. Um, I think that Sekra's top four and Clefbaum's top four. So there's two. Uh, one of Nurse or Davidson may have to play 
in a top four role next year. And then you'd maybe have, say for the sake of argument, it's, it's Darnell Nurse. And not everybody's going to like hearing that, but let's just say it's Darnell Nurse. And then you got Davidson and Grive in your third pairing. You need, no matter what, you need another defenseman, basically to replace Justin Schultz. So how do you get that defenseman? Are we talking a, a trade? Are we looking at Sammy Vaughn? Are we looking at Travis Hamannick? Well, that would be an, certainly an upgrade over what they have. Now, there's not a lot out there in free agency. Jason Tamaris, does Dallas re-sign him? I don't know. I, I know if it were me, I wouldn't necessarily be that unimposed, uh, that opposed if the Oilers went out there and um, say they made a trade for Hamnick and signed Demers as a free agent. I'd be fine with that too because I think the defense needs to be improved. But there's... I will say their third pairing, Davidson and Griba, in my mind, have been okay this year. You can text us at 630-630. Tweet us at orders now. Back to the calls. Uh, we're going to go to Mark on line two. Mark, how you doing? Um, yeah, I think what, one of the things Oilers uh, maybe should try and do, kind of like in the Reinhardt deal where like some of these UFA guys are going to unload them, but this doing it for draft picks, like in the – all those guys like Petrie and Hammer and Horks, these draft picks, second and third rounders have like a 5% chance of ever making it. And even if they do, it's how many years I think it's down around, the line? Yeah, I think it's around like 20% for round two and three. I'll get somebody to send me a. There was a. Somebody wrote a story about that. I'll just. Uh, yeah. I'll, but, anyways, like yeah. I was saying, it's, you're just spinning your wheels. We're trading away actual players, albeit maybe a UFA, whatever. I'm not talking about Schultz. I'm talking about like your Purcells if or you could have gotten Jeff like Petrie that. signed to a deal in the fours. Okay? In yeah. the fours. Not in the fives, but in the fours. Like, you know, Petrie on a five year deal at, I don't know, $4.2 million. Yeah. To me, that would have been palatable. And I think there is a missed opportunity there of Jeff. I don't yeah. think Jeff is, like some of the analytics guys love Jeff Petrie. Uh, I think Jeff is a solid second-pairing right shot defense. Yeah. But uh, even even when you take the best result, we got a first for uh, Penner turned into Clefbaum. But how many years are you waiting? And the Oilers can't do that now. It's just recycling. They, well, they also got Tubert. Who, yeah. Well, I, good I, okay, well, but wait a sec here. Back to development. What what the hell happened? Yeah. Like um, when I when I went into uh, OKC at the, in the 2011 playoffs, Colton Tubert was the best defensive prospect. The Oilers, you know, I mean, they drafted. Uh, they ended up drafting Clefbaum with the pick they got from LA. But Tubert had jumped past a bunch of other prospects, yeah. and he. But never there's a more so like you all happened. think. Yeah. On the player, I don't think the Oilers ruined him. It's not like Dubnik where they got rid of him and now he's another organization right. doing it. Where's Tubert now? Yeah. Where is he? Yeah. But yeah. something happened there that didn't work yeah. out for Tubert. The other thing I want to mention, Go ahead. Um, Ryan uh, Rashad had said that he had talked to some media. Now, they are media guys, but he said Colorado's m- might be looking at moving. Uh, Tyson what's Berry. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. We've talked about that before on the show before. Tyson I mean, Berry. Uh, is going to get paid in the sixes. The Colorado Avalanche are a budget team. They're not a cap team. You know Nathan McKinnon is the priority sequence yeah. between him and... And they've got lots of money in the blue already tied up. Yeah, well, John, well yeah, and he's a solid defenseman. And they also... Boschman, three-year deal, $4.5 million. He's got two years left. Uh, yeah. That may be a possibility. Now, that, that may be a possibility. Like what, one of the big things these days has been trading... For that player's rights before July first, yeah, or something. yeah, yeah, and then and maybe you do that. Maybe you take a swing that way. Well, the Oilers yep. did that with Nikita Nikita. They traded. Yeah, unfortunately. 
Okay, thanks. Yeah, exactly. Let's go to Derek on line number three. Derek, how you doing? Good, man. How you doing? Uh, I, this team needs a win. That's all I'm doing. Oh, you're telling me, like, if they're struggling so hard to get defensemen, they should go to the other side and possibly get more two-way forwards, guys that are harder on the puck. Like, I see Eberle and his diminutive stature trying to throw a check on a guy that's over 200 pounds it doesn't it it just doesn't equate that team is way too soft yeah well and i think that you're going to see the orders i think you're going to see peter Shirelli address their defense and change the complexion the makeup of the forward units i don't think there's any question yeah, I'm really on the fence with Peter Torelli's performance because he is a GM. Does he not have access to scouting reports? Like it, like literally a fan could diagnose that Edmonton's defense sucks. When you're out, one of your well, the only one of two of your top four defensemen is out. How are you going to win with one? It's like asking Connor McDavid to score all 300 goals it takes to win in a season. You know, like. Well, I think that uh, the hope was that they would get more out of the combination of Nikita and Ference. It had to have been. They spent 7.75 million dollars on those two players this year, and they're going to play 14 games. Yeah. Then again, that's a McTavish decision. Like logically, and you think, okay, the guy. But he inherited that, and so he's got to get through that for this year. Okay. Yeah. You asked. Okay. You asked me. So thanks for that. Uh, Penticton V's fan Jensen says, "Are the Oilers a cap team? Well, they've been a cap team. They've not been a budget team. Actually, over the cap right now. If you factor in rookie bonuses, um, mark my way. Uh, oh, this this text comes to us. Uh, somebody's challenge. I, I said that Mitch. I could see. I did not see Mitch Marner and Nylander on the same level that I saw." McDavid and Dreisaitl, and somebody took issue at Maple Leafs fan and said, how dare you challenge? Uh, and he's saying, mark my word, Mitch Marner will be a notch below Patrick Kane in four years' time. Okay. You're entitled to that opinion. I, uh, he, he, could, he will be a notch below. Like, he's going to be – what's wrong with comparing him to Jordan Eberle? Jordan Eberle is a pretty good forward. He's led a team in scoring three of five years. Lots of text to get to, 124 in Edmonton. Take a quick timeout. This is Oilers Now. This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio, 630 Ched. Welcome back, everybody. It is 126 in Edmonton. This is Oilers Now. Bob Stoffer with you, asking you, have you ever been to the Coaldale Arena? ATB Financial has, and that's where they surprised young coach Colby Stone, an ATB home ice hero with $5,000. Watch Colby's story and nominate your own home ice hero at atb.com backslash home ice. I got a ton of text to get to. Uh, Gord Stellick, former Maple Leafs general manager, longtime um uh, long-time uh, Toronto-based media personality will join us as well. You can text us at 630-630, tweet us at Oilers Now, email us Oilers Now at 630chad.com. This text comes in, Bob, the fans are clueless. The Oilers forwards are fine. They either get a bouncing pass in their feet or dig it out of the boards. Watch how uh, T.J. Brody opens up the ice for Johnny Goodrow and Sean Monaghan. Uh, they're the... Uh, uh, the Oilers can't get pucks through from the point. It's brutal. Our top six are doing fine. They have zero help. That text comes to us out of Red Deer. Well, and I use the term shin pad assassin. I know a couple games ago the Oilers had 25 shots uh, fired from the point. Five got to the goal. That's not enough. 
Uh, Jensen having some fun out of uh, Saskatchewan. Mark my words, Connor McDavid will be a couple notches above Mitch Marner in a few years. Uh, Viking Rod says, Bob, based upon what I saw at the World Junior Championships, your description is Mar- on Marner is bang on and possibly a little generous. And my, what I said was that I saw Mitch Marner uh, a bit like Jordan Everly. Uh that's not an insult. Jordan Everlay's led the orders in scoring three of the last five years. Bob, where's Daly Doug been? I don't know. I don't know where Daly Doug has been. He has not texted or called the show for a long, long time. Some people would say that's a good thing. Same with Sirius Gord. He's been quiet as well. Actually, the last time, did Daly Doug not compliment the direction that the orders were going in with Peter Shirelli and Todd McClellan? I think he did. Uh, this text comes into us from RCN. Bob, does Neil Yakupov land Jonathan Druin or Lars Eller? Realistically, pragmatically at this stage, I'd say no to Jonathan Druin. I'm not sure about Eller. Eller's got two years left in his deal. Uh, he's got a higher cap hit and an increase in salary. So there we go. It is 129 at Edmonton. We'll take a quick timeout and uh, head it off to 630 Chet News, weather and traffic update with Eileen Bell.